Welcome to How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we increase each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, whoa, you really never watched Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Or you still haven't seen Gladiator? Or how have you not seen The Martian? Welcome, uh, space fans and <laughs> star freaks. <laughs> How have you not seen? <laughs> I'm Carson Betts, your co-host. And I'm your co-host, Caroline Thompson. <laughs> this is a very galactic movie podcast where each week one of us introduces the other one to a, a movie that, that, that they love that the other hasn't seen. <laughs> then we talk about it. And then we watch the movie. And then we talk about it some more. A blast off rocket ship go in a space blast off rocket ship. <laughs> um, can you tell that this is the third one of these we've recorded in a row? Uh, so, <laughs> right to it. Let's go. We're continuing our two-part Ridley Scott series. Hell um, yeah. I'll say I watched maybe House of Gucci last week because it came out. Maybe I watched it. I probably did. And I thought it was blank insert we'll find out later uh you gotta subscribe to the patreon for that that's what the patreon's for caroline how yes. have you not seen 2015's the martian that is a very good question um honestly i have no good excuse because it was one that it came out and like if i remember correctly when this movie came out it was like not a huge there wasn't a huge fucking hubbub around it like mm-hmm. like pre-release it wasn't one of those ones that it's like like y'all like we're so hyped for the new Ridley Scott film like he's doing one with Matt Damon he's on Mars it's the it's the adaptation of that book that people like um really it like it kind of after it came out and it was good is yeah. when people like started to talk about it um so I didn't even like know this movie was really a thing until like partway through its theatrical run. And then obviously it left theaters. And in the years since I have almost gone to watch it like probably a dozen times. Cause I like Ridley Scott. Yeah. And he's one of those directors that like really like, like um, for uh, the last duel, it was one of those things where like, I saw the trailer for the last duel a hundred times um before uh before movies like at the cinema and i was like god that looks so like cringy like that looks so like i was like i was like it's matt damon and ben affleck in a historical period drama like i was like that looks awful and then i looked it up one day and i saw that ridley scott directed it and instantly i was like nope okay i take that back i am interested like i like want to see that movie now yeah um because like so i for example don't like prometheus I don't like Prometheus and I really don't like Alien Covenant. Like I have tried yeah. so hard to like Alien Covenant and I just can't like it it actively enrages me whenever I watch Alien Covenant. I wish everyone could see Caroline's face right now. <laughs> the rage is apparent. I really dislike Alien it's Covenant. It's a bad movie. I agree with you. We're we're but, of the same mind on that. Yeah. But 
it is infinitely more interesting than half of the non-Scott alien sequels. That is true. Yes. And that's the thing I think about Ridley Scott is, I mean, visually his films are always amazing. Like I love the way Scott films feel and look just approximately 50% of the time. I hate what all of the characters on screen say all the time, but I am always extremely interested in a Scott film because they are always, at least in terms of craft, like just a level above whatever else is coming out like around that time. So I have gone to watch The Martian about a hundred times and I just never did. And even like two years ago, like two or three years ago, because this would have been pre-COVID lockdown, which <laughs> yeah, surprise That's is so almost two years ago at this point. Um, I, uh, I bought it on Blu-ray. I was at Half Price Books and like I always go through like their Blu-ray section because they always have a ton. They're always like stupid cheap. And I bought it like three years ago and it has been in my collection for like three years. And I bought it with the intent of like one day I will be sitting on my couch and I will see The Martian on my shelf and I will pick it up and I will put it in my PlayStation and I will watch it on Mm -hmm. my television. Mm -hmm. And shocker we're here now so i clearly have not done that wow wow well i mean the natural logical question what do you know about it um so i know that it is like i said it's ridley scott it stars matt damon um it's based off of a book and if i remember correctly this was kind of interesting because wasn't the novel like it was self-published, right? Like it was self-published like digitally, I think. Uh, Or it was like an independent publisher. Like it was a very small time book that got like catapulted. Maybe, Um, I don't know. I've I've not heard that, so maybe. Okay. But I know that like the the main plot is um, that uh, Matt Damon is an astronaut who goes Mm -hmm. to Mars and is stranded there. Yep. And um, I'm not sure if it's like we need I'm not sure if it's like we need to send people there to save him or if it's more of like an Apollo 13 thing where it's sure. like, it's like, oh, he's on Mars and this is what he has. How do we get him home? But like the whole thing is like he's stranded on Mars. Like, how do we get him home? Yeah. And um, I people really, really like it. And like, it's like surprisingly funny. Is that right? Like, it's pretty like lighthearted or like. Yeah, it is. It is a kind of we'll like a talk, feel good yeah, for like relative we'll, to the premise. Such a feel good movie. Uh, we'll talk about this a okay. ton in the back half, I think. But it is, it is like the the big funny thing that I think people still occasionally talk about related to this movie was that the Golden Globes put it in its comedy and musicals category, which is already just. I mean, the Golden Globes are a weird fucking you know organization but and that already is just an insane category that you just lump those two things together but like right so there was a lot of at the time talk about like does this movie qualify as a comedy and I do kind of want to get into that in the back half because my take on this movie and the reason we're doing it apart from just Ridley I think because I think this movie is like eight out of ten it's like the most solid thing in the world like it is not I do not love like love 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 it it is not one of my favorites um, but I think it is just like one of the most solid blockbusters of the year it came out and it is so feel good and it is so just like one of those where I'm like man I this is the kind of movie where I'm like everybody can find something to like about this there is you know so right agreeable. right just um 
Yeah, and it's kind of in a price. It is one of those like middle expense studio movies that did really well, that is very much for adults that I don't know. There is a lot of talk about how those don't get made anymore. Right. right. And it got And they should. Yeah, they should. And it got and it the conversation around it was that it got like weirdly shuffled into being a comedy and thus didn't get like the awards play deserved. And I don't know. So I think there's some interesting stuff to talk about. And I do really like this movie and I'm excited to watch it again. Um, but yeah, you're, you're correct. It is in some ways a comedy. Okay. And yeah, other than that, like, that's pretty much all I know about yeah. it. Um, yeah, yeah, I cool. think I think that's pretty much it. Cool. All right. Well, if that's it, you ready for a game this week? I sure am. You ready? All right, let's do it. Let's do the game. We're doing the game. Same as last week. We're doing Untitled Letterboxd game. You know, yeah. keeping the Ridley Scott series alive. Just, you know, bam, bam. Those of you who are not familiar, Untitled Letterboxd game is a game in which I go, or Caroline, depending on who's doing it, goes into the app Letterboxd, a film review app. We find three one or half star reviews for the film that we're watching this week and then two other films. I read the reviews and then Caroline's going to have to try and guess which one is The Martian. And, you know, if you can guess the other two, that's bonus points. That's great for you. But you only need the one to win. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Hell yeah, let's do it. All right. Half star. Just going to say it. This was a waste of two hours. Poor acting. Poor plot. If you can even consider that plot. Poor editing. (laughs) What WTF was up with the 28,000 transitions? This movie made no sense. And unless you have prior knowledge of this world, feels almost entirely like a bad epilogue. What an interesting critique. Right. The whole movie feels like a bad epilogue. Like a bad anyway. epilogue. It's a, yeah. Review number two. Chris Pratt is nasty as fuck. <laughs> oh, is that it? That's is that it. the whole review? Okay. That's the whole review. Chris Pratt is nasty as fuck. Third review. If you like Kamala Harris, you will like this movie. <laughs> wow. Um... Yeah. So the third one is very girl bossy. Caroline, while you're thinking, can I break in with some uh, breaking news uh, in the in the film world in relation yes, to us? Uh, to uh, Sir Nasty Nasty Chris Pratt, uh, he I just got a notification that he was cast. Oh, he's Garfield. Garfield. Wait, no, wait, oh, oh, wait, oh, steal my breaking oh, news. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just saw that right before we started recording. What? I'm backing up because I know my mic's got to be peaking right now. What? Yeah. Yeah. Garfield. Garfield. The, the cat the orange who cat. hates Mondays and loves lasagna. I, fuck, what? I can't wait I, for the Clifford the Big Red Dog and uh, Garfield crossover universe. Why, why, why is he? Why does look, anything happen the way it does? Look, I love well, He's also movie. Mario. He's also Mario. Which is insane. It's, yeah. it's fucking crazy. Because Mario has an extremely distinct voice that has been the same for 30 years. And it's yes. been the same fucking guy. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, that's anyway. not the we point of what we're get, doing. This is, this is all we're talking about on the Patreon this month. I'm calling it. I'm just going <laughs> to talk about... I, I'm apoplectic. Whatever. Caroline, what do you think? I okay. need to get off of this. So I... Because I don't know if Chris Pratt is 
in the Martian or not. So you bastard. I'm going to say. I'm going to say that the second one is the Martian. I'm going to take take a guess and say that Chris Pratt is in this because I have guesses for the other two. Okay. All right. You are correct. Hey. Oh. You are and then, correct. And then is the first one Alien Covenant and the third one is Aliens? No. No, no, no. Ah. So the first, that's ah, good guesses. The first one was Blade Runner and the third one was The Last Duel. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That Judy Comer, like, she's standing up against the boys, you know? Yeah. Um, and here's here's the thing. I will be 100% honest. I'm, I'm looking it up right now just to confirm for myself, because I've only seen The Martian one time, only in theaters. But I am, let me just check, let me just check, make sure I'm right. Yeah, that's correct. Chris Pratt is not in the film. <laughs> Want to make sure he's not in one of the because this is a very stacked cast. There's a lot of really good actors in very small roles, um, but Chris Pratt, not one of them. So, so don't really know. Just thought Matt Damon was Chris, was Pratt. Chris Pratt. I guess I don't know or Jessica Chastain. Probably not. I don't know. All right, you ready to watch this movie? I am. I am so ready. Um, we're gonna go watch The Martian, and we will see you all after the break. See you all. Yes, we are from Mars. We're back from, from Mars. We're back from Mars, and now we teach people how to survive on Mars. Right. Patre- Patreon's doing really well. Oh yeah, we we could take a no. I was just making it. It was a, it was a swing and a miss at a like Patreon's doing well, so we could take a trip to Mars. Uh, oh to- yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. We can now fund a Mars mission like Elon Musk. Oh, Thorough swing. God. Maybe if our Patreon does good enough, we can be shitty space billionaires too one day. Maybe. Wear dumb cowboy hats and shoot ourselves into into the into the sky where the pores can't touch us. Corey, your mom owned a diamond mine during apartheid, right? She sure did. You know, cool. Misty. Cool. Uh, run away. Run away. Have, 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 have you guys seen? Oh, I'll be right to the meeting. Let me see what I need to wear. Oh, look, it's my avatar that looks like as much. I'm making a joke about the meta. Have you seen the meta announcement, y'all? God, of course. scary. Why why is, uh, look, I know this is is not an original thought. Everybody says this, but why does Mark Zuckerberg look like that? Why does he look like that? Nobody looks like, I don't know. Okay, whatever, whatever. I'm done. We're talking about The Martian. Caroline, what did you think of The Martian? I loved it. I really, really did. Um, It is, first of all, um, the fucking cast of 2015 yeah, right? casts of 2015. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Holy shit. Like, wow. I mean, look here. I'm going to bring it up. We're just going to, we're just going to hit, we're just going to hit the cast. I mean, because you got Damon. Obviously, you got Damon. Yeah. You got yeah. Chastain. Obviously, you got Chastain. Who just fucking works so and everything, but is always so good at. She is always so good at, I have to keep it together. Like, I yes. am the most composed motherfucker yes. on the planet. God damn it. What do I do? Don't let the cracks show. She's why, good at that. Hey, let's just get it out of the way. Uh, this movie came out, a, you know, almost a year to the day. Like, I think this was October and uh, Interstellar was September, you know, September. But, like, 
Uh, second movie in the course of the year in which Mark Matt Damon is uh, stranded on a planet and Jessica Chastain has to try and get him home. Like, you know, like, uh, let's just get that out of the way. That is the thing. Um, fucking Kristen Wiig, just in the, just as a fucking media relations person. So good. Jeff right. Daniels, the goat, Michael, Michael, like all the, all the people in the crew, like they did not have to cast the crew as they did not need to go as hard in the fucking paint as they did, but they got Michael Pena. Michael, you're telling me Matt Damon is doing light banter? The beginning of this movie is Matt Damon doing light banter with Michael fucking Pena? Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Sean, Sean Bean, surprisingly, doesn't die. Sean Bean, yeah. He no, that get was swallowed by like a space witch or whatever. That's a good point. He does not. Yeah, that was one of the ones where it's like the first scene that he's in, Um, he's like, because, you know, his whole character, his whole character is like, I'm going to sit in this corner and fume that we're not doing the right thing yeah. when we could be doing the right mm-hmm. thing, but you're not yep. doing the right thing. Yep. And like, so like for the first like 30 seconds he's on screen, he's just like sitting at the table all slouched over, just angry. And the entire time I'm staring at him, I'm like, is that Sean Bean? Uh-huh. I was like, I was like, that guy in the corner of this table, who's not Jeff Daniels, he's not talking right now. <laughs> is that Sean Bean? That and then he just fucking opens his mouth with the he's fucking Sean Bean shit. voice. And I'm yeah. like, yes, it is. Which is hysterical because they have the whole like Lord of the Rings joke scene mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. movie. It's so um, good. Also love that. And I mean, like, of course, the director of NASA, which can serve as a good way to pivot to um, uh, Jeff Daniels. But of course he would be a huge Lord of the Rings nerd, but I love the fact that like um, off the top of his head, um, he's just like, well then if we're doing Lord of the Rings, then I'm going to be Glorfindel. And yeah, it's just yeah. like, okay, okay, okay. Real quick, I'm not going to list the entire cast, but I'm going to point out three more, which she would tell you for fucking pro. What a guy. Just make him the lead in everything. Yes. Uh, Donald fucking Glover. They got, they yeah. got and, and, yeah. and in that surprise, in that surprise, yeah. like, you know, we bring the weird eccentric guy in mm-hmm. 90 minutes into the movie and like, it's Donald Glover. Yeah, it's Donald fucking Glover. This is like, this is the movie where he, like he's like six months after this movie comes out, he's about to be the hottest motherfucker alive. Yeah. He's he's gonna, he's gonna like turn stupid hot and then release, uh, and then release uh, uh, This Is America in the course of the next year and a half. And and after that point, it does not make sense to have Donald Glover be your like weird eccentric scientist character. But he's he's right in the pocket for this. And then uh, finally, fucking Benedict Wong. Benedict, you know, I was thinking about this when I was watching this movie. I think Benedict Wong's like maybe top five favorite actors. I fucking really? love. I love Benedict Wong. I love him so I much. Too. I do like, too. Every anytime. Because for so long, he was such a low-level guy. Like, he was, you know, fucking 16th on the on the call sheet, which is kind of what he is here, too. But, like, damn, whenever he shows up, I'm like, this guy just lends a gravitas to everything he's in. I thought, because yeah. I saw Shang-Chi, and, like, he's in fucking Shang-Chi for, like, 10 seconds. So I'm just like, hmm. I, this movie gains like a quarter star just because Benedict Wong's like right, right in the background. Yeah, like, and he's, he's so in, good. He is in one of my other uh, favorite space survival movies, which is the first two thirds of Sunshine. Yes, 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 exactly. Before it turns into a, a, a sun man trying to <laughs> <laughs> kill everyone. But yeah, yeah, but oh, Benedict Wong, what a guy. He's so good in Sunshine. Okay. So Caroline. And Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie Davis is also good. So Caroline. Yes. The Martian. The Martian. It's so good, right? 
Yeah, it is so good. It is so, so good. Great. This is the most excited I have been sitting on my couch watching a movie in so long. Yeah. Um, but especially too, like maybe this whole season doing the show and it's like, you know, because, you know, because we are adults who have lives and jobs and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I watch most of these movies with my girlfriend, you know, we mostly mm-hmm. just like, you know, we live together. And so like, we've got one TV. I mean, we technically have two, but only one of them is set up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've got one, the one TV in our living room that's hooked up to like the Blu-ray player. You and it's where like, in your sink. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's right under the garbage disposal. Um, <laughs> but no. Uh, and so it's just that thing where it's like, you know, if I'm watching a movie, either she has to watch it with me or she has to very pointedly, like, not watch it. Yeah, be like, I am choosing to not look at this. Like, I'm going to be in one of the the two other rooms in our apartment. So, like, she watches most of these movies with me and, like, you know, uh, we we generally have, like, a pretty good time, but, like, this was the one when just, like, we were cheering, like, actually cheering on our couch when good shit happened. Yeah. And more so than any other movie, like, this whole season, like, I gasped when things would go wrong. And it's, you know, mm. it's, we can get into this maybe um, at some point, but, like, in a lot of on-paper ways, this movie is similar to Gravity. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. movie about, like, one person being, like, out in space. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously this movie has the benefit of having, like, a whole cast of supporting characters, like either like working behind the scenes or communicating from far away or whatever. But like I watched gravity when it came out in theaters, like in like the giant IMAX 3d. And if I remember correctly, it's about 90 minutes long. And that first, that first 45 minutes, I was so on the edge of my seat. It was so visceral. It was so like intense. And then once you got about halfway through that movie, you realize like, okay, this movie is only 45 minutes over and it's, or there's there's only 45 minutes that have gone by and this movie is 90 minutes which means she has to survive for at least 44 more minutes mm-hmm. you know what i mean because she's mm-hmm. the only person in this goddamn movie and that's a problem i've always had with gravity is like it lost so much steam after that first half because you kind of get so exhausted of the like oh my god oh my god like hardcore visceral like like terror you know you kind of get like numb to it after a while when it's just the same trick over and over and over and so like obviously i knew in this movie that like you know it's a two hour and 15 minute long movie like there's gonna be obstacles like that's just how it is and it's like i know that it's you know you know the classic screenwriting 101 thing is like there's a victory and then there's a loss and there's yeah. a victory and oh my god this movie is so good at at back forth victory it is it, the whole movie is just solving problems it's great right and so yeah. like you know like as the audience like something's gonna go wrong yeah something's gonna go wrong the potato farm can't last forever it's yeah right and it, it's just that thing of like every time something goes wrong it's like it's either something you don't see coming, but like that is like been like subtly set up or it's something where like the last victory was such a high that you're just like, yes, yes, yes. Yep. And then something goes wrong and you were like distracted, you know, like yeah. they were distracting you with the shiny Strat, thing. Yeah. And you're, you know, it's like the, it's the magic trick, you know, like they're, they're distracting you with their left hand while they're like, you know, subtly removing your card from the deck with the right hand. You know what I mean? It's like they're yeah. undercutting you with the other. Um, 
And it is just like, it is such a good like thrill ride of a movie. Nothing in this movie doesn't feel earned, but nothing in this movie also feels like, like cheap. Well, you know, we brought this up 20 minutes ago, so we have to bring it back now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it, it's very, very good. It is just, it's very exciting. It's very fun. I had a blast watching this movie. It is like, you you know, it's, it's more of a screenwriter thing, but also something that you hear a lot of directors talking about and you can you can apply to any work of art you're working on and it's an important part of it which is um a controlling idea like the idea of maybe maybe it's not the main theme of the work that you're working on but it is the thing that every aspect of the art kind of points to like everything is done with blank in mind and like there's it's been a while since I've watched a movie that is so clear about its controlling idea, which is like, like the ability of the human spirit to overcome any obstacles, like, you know, and, and it's, yeah. and it is yeah. so, so forcefully and so fucking clearly stated at the beginning of the movie where you have the juxtaposition of, he has the first log and he says, you know, oh, well, if the, if the water recycler breaks, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll die that way. And if I run it, when I run out of food, I'll starve. And if, you know, the, the, anything goes wrong with the out, outer coating of the, of the fucking base, I will implode. And, you know, maybe I'll just break my leg and die out in space, you know, like, uh, and, and even then maybe I'll die anyway. And then the, like, Two minutes passes and then he's off the camera and he just looks, he, you just see the, the fucking thought enter Matt Damon's head and he just says, I'm not going to die here. And then yes. the whole rest of the fucking movie is about, he's not going to fucking die there. Like, and it's, and it's, and every time he wins, you, every time a victory happens, you just go, yeah, motherfucker, you're not going to fucking die there. Like, right, right, right. It is the most baseline human impulse that we all have which is just don't let yourself die like don't starve don't you know don't dehydrate (laughs) don't let yourself die and this movie just rewards that basic human impulse it's great also real quick i keep we've been talking about this movie i forgot to do this but um for posterity wait oh oh yeah there it is okay had to crack my beer Ooh. Ooh, yeah, right in the microphone because I'm a good podcaster. I, I did that before we started, but you can. What, oh, Jesus, that was a weird. Set. Wait, what are we all drinking, folks? <laughs> oh, I don't want to say. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing? Yeah, no, it's not. Claw. Stop it. Is I'm it drinking a, a Bud Light seltzer. Oh, that's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, in my defense, in yeah. my defense, we we don't really drink a lot of canned stuff. So yeah. I was like, I was like, either I'm doing, either I'm like just drinking hard liquor, yeah, or like I have to just like pop a can of like whatever we have in our fridge. And I went yeah. whatever we have in our fridge. Have you had the holiday Bud Light seltzer? No, it's a crime against God. <laughs> okay, I I try. I, they were at. I had the fall ones at a Halloween party. Oh, I was I've at. I've not had that. They were some of them were not as bad as I was as, as I was expecting. I, I can't speak to the the autumnal variety, but the holiday ones I had at my buddy's uh, uh, at his New Year's party, and it's one of those where like it's a seltzer, whatever you know, we'll crack it and we'll even if it's kind of how bad, bad is it going to be? Finish it, yeah, like it's a seltzer, and then it was we tried each flavor and then we threw away the rest because we're like there's no point. <laughs> Like, this is not worth, like, this is not worth getting tipsy. This is not, like, none of the, this is not worth the $10 that his wife spent on these seltzers. They are terrible. Um, oh, Corey, what are you drinking? 
I am drinking uh, actually just Woodford Reserve and a lime. That is, I did classy. choose to wow. just hard liquor. Hell yeah, wow. that is so classy. Any I've ice, got... Corey? Any ice? Mm-hmm. Yes, Ooh. on the rocks. On okay. the rocks. Okay. All right, on the rocks. Can I? Oh, this is usually we save this portion for the end of the episode. But can I just briefly stay on mic because I think it's hilarious that um, at the restaurant where I work at in the POS screen, you know, when we work in a restaurant, you got your point of sale screen with all the stuff in it. Yeah, if yeah. You send uh, liquor to the bar. There's a modifier option. There's like, you know, your classic, like, oh, do you want it yeah. on the rocks? Do you want it neat? Do you want it with ginger ale or whatever? There's one that just says one cube. And, you know, it's, a, it's like a whiskey place, mostly. So, you know, it's like, oh, it's like one big cube for whiskey. So I put in one cube when I started working there. And what I got was <laughs> a glass of whiskey with one single tiny ice cube in it. <laughs> and I looked at the bar and I was like, the bartender was like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, you said one cube. And I was like, what? And he goes, no, the other one's big cube. I was like, why do we have one that says one cube? Who is that for? Oh, Anyway, oh, okay. anyway, so the Matthew with the Martian. So good. So do you know that Donald Glover, he's talked about this, because uh, he talked about it, he's like, oh yeah, I only shot that movie. He's like, oh my God, really? Scott called me and was like, do you want to be in my movie for five minutes? And he was like, oh yeah, you yes, the right alien. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he was like, yeah, so Ridley, he doesn't like to do a lot of takes, like, you know, not quite to the Clint Eastwood point, but he doesn't, you know, he's just like, oh yeah, let's, let's, I know what I want this movie to be, let's like get in and get out. And he was so nervous because he had heard that. He was like, oh my God, I got to like really get this right in the first try. And so they shot the scene where he falls and that was not planned. He just fell. And then he was like, do you want me to do another take? And really was like, no, it's perfect. Moving on, let's go. <laughs> and he was like, next, set up the next shot. Let's do it. That was great. Uh, I know we talked about it last week, but I love Ridley Scott. Mm. He's, he's great. He's a goat. He's, he's an all timer. He is. He is. And it's funny, like, I should have I should have mentioned this last week, but like you mentioned Blade Runner being in your top 10. I also yeah. have a Ridley in my top 10, which is obvious. It's alien. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I also have a Ridley. And there are a lot of scenes. I mean, both just anytime you look at the design of the station and you're like, man, this thing is like really meticulously perfect. crafted. Like what a, yeah, what a perfect stage for Matt Damon to be on. Or like the scene where Matt Damon, right, where he he crawls back in the fucking station and has to pull the thing out of his belly. And it's so, yeah, it's so tense and it's so gross. And you just, any, you know, you just remember, oh, this guy directed Alien. Like, yeah, duh, of course this is going to be the most horrifying thing ever. This guy directed Alien. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and that's the thing too, where it's just like, I mean, I don't know what this man can't do in terms of just like, we mentioned this last week when you were talking about Gladiator, but it is just like, Ridley Scott lives and dies by how good his script is because the man is so fucking good at just like, you know, I mean like top, top down design in Scott's films are always top tier. They're some of the best. They look some of the best in the industry in terms of like, like he gets colors so well, he gets contrast so well, he gets lighting so well um, across all of his movies. And he really does get like, almost pitch perfect performances out of people that it is kind of like crazy to like compare this movie with alien in terms of like two very 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 different space movies like alien is horrifying from top to bottom like it is the grungiest dirtiest ship in the world like it is that thing of just like imagine like 
what is the grungiest, nastiest spaceship you can think of that could still actually fly? Ridley nails it. Yeah. Also, imagine like a 25 years in the future top tier NASA ship that like is like the star of the American space program, but it's realistic. Yeah. And Ridley nails it. Like he, he fucking just nails it every single time. Like something about his command of like just understanding like what technology is, what it's utilized for and when it is utilized. Yeah. And just like, I don't know. And he really just does nail this, like grabbing parallels in the real world because like this is, I mean, this is like the international space station, just 20 years more advanced. Yeah. It's, you know, it's whereas the... alien is like a shitty oil frigate. Yeah. Like, it's you space. know, uh-huh. yeah, it's just like, it's just like, imagine a fucking shitty ass, like freight train that hauls coal, except it's a spaceship and there's an alien loose on it. And it's, it's between Star Wars and Alien that you kind of have the rise of, like, lived in sci-fi. Like, that, that visual language of, oh, stuff in the future would probably look just as dirty and grungy and, and used as stuff now does. And, like, I, I think of it, watching it this time, it was just one of those details that I noticed that, I don't know, I just kind of walked onto. I was just like, fuck, that's, like so good i'm like did the actor do that or did just one of the like one of ridley's production people do it like somebody at some point had the idea like it should look like this which is uh he puts everything like everyone's stuff in the bins right at the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. and fucking kate mara's bin says johansson but there's an exclamation point on it (laughs) and i'm like and I just, I walked, like, the whole movie, every time, and you see it, like, two or three more times, every time it came up, I just thought about it so much. Because I'm like, that is so fucking realistic. Like, yeah, if you're in, like, you know, whatever situation in which it's a bunch of people that are kind of living together and they all have their own little individual thing, they're going to, like, individualize their box a little bit. Like, one of them's going to underline their name. One of them's going to write it right. kind of weird. One of them's going to put a fucking exclamation point at the end of their name. Like, it's, it's just, like, little details like that that make the world just feel so much more real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really fucking, I mean, it, it is a chicken and the egg thing, kind of, where it's just, like, does Ridley Scott just trust the living shit out of his actors, and that's why mm-hmm. he gets the best cast in the world? Or is he just the best director? Like, is he just so fucking preternaturally talented at directing actors and it's kind of got to be both because just like in this movie and also in the last duel everybody is tapped in so perfectly to what they're supposed to be doing yeah um in a way that is just kind of like astounding like in a way that you just like looking at the number of films that ridley's done and looking at the like just the breadth of actors he's worked with he can't just he can't be teaching everybody that no, no. you know what i mean yeah, so it's yeah. like, it's like he really just does and like he's such a humanist director mm-hmm. like he just fucking gets people mm-hmm. and it, it is just yeah. that thing of like i don't know just he really 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 nails so much of just like either just letting his actors do whatever they find to be the most natural or just like communicating with them about like, you know, exactly what the tone of the scene needs to be. But like, regardless of like, maybe it's, you know, 50, 50, but he just like gets these 
incredibly like not even realistic because I wouldn't even say it's realistic just these earnest like believable performances out of everybody yeah this thing I mean there was I think these kind of two competing narratives that I remember from the time when this movie first came out one of which the most dominant which still is the case is like man this thing's such a fucking showcase for Matt Damon like oh my god like hey everyone did we forget that Matt Damon's like really fucking funny and very fucking charming like has he been doing jason Bourne movies for so long that we forgot that he's one of the most charming men alive oh definitely yeah and like this thing yeah because half of this movie is him talking directly to the camera and he has to carry that like yeah and he he does it so fucking good and and just that character it is one of my favorite kind of one of my favorite character pieces in movies is when a character is because there's a lot of movies in which people are kind of a lot of action movies especially like people are joking and they're gonna this is the marvel thing it's it's everyone's joking and they're getting off one-liners but in the conceit of the movie they're not necessarily being funny it's just they're funny in the moment because it's a movie i like the opposite thing where it's whenever a character is like everyone else in the movie is like oh yeah he's the jokey one like that is they do such like establishing the very beginning of the movie that they have to cut off his comms because he's just being a motor mouth is (laughs) it justifies him talking like that decision starting the story that way justifies the fact that he is making jokes to the camera for the rest of the movie like the fact that he's entertaining that he's just entertaining the audience he's doing a show for us you know it's great yeah no and i mean like a joke that i made while watching this movie um which is true but also like it speaks to just like what the movie needs um is just like i just joked that like the least realistic thing about this movie is that uh, is that anybody who's smart enough to be a NASA scientist would be this charming. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we've all met STEM PhD people. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you are one of those people and you're listening to this podcast, we love you. We are insufferable art people. And <laughs> you probably talk about how annoying we are in our own particular ways. And guess what? But, you're right. <laughs> but like, but like for real, it's just like, it's just like, he has such an absurd amount of charm um, in this movie, which just like the, you know, they set it up pretty early in when they are, um, you know, like the very first thing is like he logs into the thing. And the first time he talks directly, quote unquote, to camera is when he's talking to the log, you know, the video log of just like, okay, like I'm putting this in here for like posterity's sake, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so like you set that up, but like as the movie goes on, they stop like showing you the point of view of the camera Mm-hmm. Like of like the camera that he is supposedly talking to yeah. and it's just kind of following matt damon around talking to the camera as if he is talking to the camera that like like the very fake camera that you are viewing this film through yeah, yeah. and he's so fucking charming that that like when they blur that line and then they just get rid of it by the end like, yeah by the end he's straight up talking to himself yeah like you you barely even notice it and like you don't even care like he is so charming and engaging to watch that it's like they only need like a few times in the beginning to just kind of like establish like no no no, he's talking to this camera that's like right here like it's right here on his dashboard anyway now he's just gonna walk around and he's gonna talk but like we're gonna film it like a fucking movie and we're gonna kind of get the best of both worlds from that thing which i think is 
you know, um, it is a testament to like Ridley, but it's also just like a testament to Damon being just so stupid fucking charming. Yeah, and it it, it does also kind of help sell the end of the movie where he's all emaciated and gross and kind of kind of ticky and kind of like. The, you do realize like, oh, how much of this was Cameron? How much of this was just him talking to himself because he hasn't had human contact in so long? Right. And yeah, he's probably starting to go a little, go a little wackadoo. A little, a little cuckoo any, for Cocoa Puffs, probably. A little cuckoo if they, you know, if, if you, anybody, if you're without human contact. Because it's one of the things about humanity that always trips me up is that if you put one of us alone in a room, we, our brains stop working. Like, we, <laughs> always freaks me out i'm like we are social animals such that it is in our brain chemistry that if we don't see another person we just shut off like it's crazy but yeah so the fact that he has been talking to himself it yeah it sells the fact that by the end it's like yeah he's uh really just been talking to himself there for quite some time hasn't he Uh uh-oh like that's that's no good and and also just the anytime he has contact with another human whether it's the when he finally gets uh fucking the uh the the rover the rover up and he's talking to people or he starts to get the messages and he's just every time he gets a little message he is about to ball and he's got to like keep it under wraps because it's just like oh my god the idea of talking to another person is you know just too much after that long yeah yeah no definitely definitely and like you bring up you bring up the um the scene when he gets out of the shower and you see how emaciated he is and i was so this, and it's so silly and it's just that thing we talk about all the time it's like they did a real practical effect like, that's mm-hmm. so cool but like like you know he he steps out of the out of the shower like with the towel over his head like drying his hair and you see how like emaciated and skinny like this guy's body is and like my brain like i was just kind of like okay now we're gonna get the weird like captain america before like you know before the before the transformation thing where they're gonna like awkwardly photoshop matt and damon's face onto this skinny dude's body and they just don't like it's just like it's like no no no, this is a different guy's body who like he covered himself with the towel so you couldn't see and he just walked out of the shower anyway that's matt damon now anyway he's putting on the spacesuit like yeah and i was just like it's so sad it is so sad but i like really was like very charmed by their thing to just like let's just save ourselves a hundred grand and not like do these like two effects shots of like superimposing Damon's face onto this guy. Yeah. And let's just get fucking Craig who's like pretty yeah. skinny. <laughs> like, like let's just have him walk out of the shower. We'll spend 20 minutes putting some like some like scars and like makeup on his body and just have him walk out of the shower. Mm-hmm. And we'll get one shot of Craig and we'll be And it fine. sells it. Like it's, it's yeah, it's perfect. That reminded me of another movie in which an actor gets very, which I, I compare this movie in my mind to a lot, which is Castaway. Just, you know, the thing with that movie is that Zemeckis took a year and let Tom Hanks get weird and skinny and yeah, grow his yeah, hair yeah. out, which is also so fucking cool. But like, anyone who likes Castaway, I would recommend this movie because this movie is like... It's ten, Space Castaway. It's Space Castaway, and it's like the the best scene in Castaway, which is the scene where he makes the fire, and he fucking... Well, there's two great scenes in Castaway, which is scene where he makes the fire and then the scene where you figure out that he was about to kill himself like those are the the hot the big high and the big low of that movie and you get one of those every fucking five minutes with this thing like damon does the i've made fight like that is the reoccur the one reoccurring joke of this thing and it always works like it is 
always either, oh man, I grew potatoes out of my shit. Hey, yeah, I talked to some people at the University of Chicago and guess what? I colonized Mars. Like <laughs> he's got that, that, you know, that energy every time he, he makes one of those victories. It's great. Right. No, yeah. And, and, and you're entirely right. Like the energy of this film is just so fucking infectious. And it is just that thing of like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I expected because I know Ridley Scott well enough to know that like, if there's one thing Ridley Scott believes, it's that like, People in power with money are bad. Normal people, they're great. Yes. Like, it's just kind of that thing where it's just like, there was the scene when they put it to, when they put it to the uh, the rest of the crew, whether or not they're going to go back and get him. Like, it has to be unanimous. We're going to do it. And just like, like the camera like spins around to each individual person. And obviously they all say yes. Mm-hmm. And like the entire time it's like, yes, yes, you have yes, to go back. Yes, you have to go back. Do, yes, do, yes, do, yes, do, yes. Yeah. And then like Michael Payne, you said yes. I'm like, yes. And then it was like Kate Morrow was like, yes. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to like, do it. I'm like, just like, like I, like, I should have known better that like Ridley was not going to pull the like, uh-oh, like, what if what if somebody says no and there has to be a fight? It's like Ridley Scott is like, no, nah, these dudes are friends. Like they're gonna go back for their other buddy. Yeah. Like, this movie also, is hope punk as shit. It is all yes, about like yes. humanity for as much as we have fucked shit up royally. When we put our minds to it, we can do literally anything. Like, right. You think that you can like kill us and put it? No, we run this town because we're people. Like it, it's great. It's so good. Right. And and I'm going to put this question to you too, because sure. I, I made this joke last night when we were watching the movie, when like Michael Pena and, uh, and Matt Damon were like going back and forth and mm-hmm. uh, Michael Pena was just like, will do buddy. When he was like, uh, when he was asking him to like, like, tell his family everything in case something oh no yeah. th- that was to jessica chastain i forget what it is but he just said like we'll do buddy when they're doing and the I, grab when they're doing the last the, the slingshot grab thing yeah yeah yeah. and and i just said I, I said to my partner i turned to her and just said do you think there's any word with more meaning between two straight men than the word buddy <laughs> there's not no you've tapped into it here's the thing Here's the thing. No, my buddy, hey, uh, shout out to one of, one of my best friends, Judah. Uh, uh, he oh, I know re- Judah. You know Judah, yeah. I love yeah. Judah. Judah's yeah, a great guy. Judah's, Judah's a great guy. He brought this to me once in high school. He was the first one that brought this up because, you know, my entire life I've just been, you know, my dad calls me buddy or whatever. Where he sits down and he's like, there is nothing more emasculating that you can do to another straight man then call him buddy in the right context, which is he he had told me it was, I don't know, it was a whole story, but like basically somebody had texted him when they meant to text their significant other. And his response was, it's okay, buddy. And he was like, look, I didn't mean to be that mean to him, but in retrospect, I put that guy in the ground, you know, like I like I ruined him, you know. And but then you also have the total other opposite side of the word, which is it can mean. It, you can imbue it with the with the utmost level of love and respect that is possible. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, uh, lovely, lovely, lovely fucking movie. Um, oh yeah, and speaking of the whole thing, where it's like, of course, of course, like the crew is going back to get him. Um, yeah. One thing I love about this movie is it just. It has the fucking confidence and like, maybe it's this way in the book too, but it just, it has the goddamn confidence to just be like, like 
the worst person in this movie is Jeff Daniels. Yeah. And even then, Jeff Daniels is like, he's still throwing his weight around to save the guy. And yeah. he's like, this is a fucking PR nightmare. I can't believe you said that shit on TV. Anyway, you have 14 days to build this probe to get him home. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like, at no point is there like, just like a shitty subplot where like there has to be a bad guy who's just like, no, but secretly our stock will go down 12 points mm-hmm. if we yeah. don't. Because like, that is alien. And like, that, that, is fucking, yes. that fucking sings like a motherfucker in Alien when it's like, when it's just like, it's just like, I'm sorry, why do we let half our crew die? Because the scientists on Earth want to see the thing. Like, yeah. like, like that is the horrifically cynical, like, like take on like, human life is less important than, you know, like money, power, whatever, etc. Like that is alien. But like, yeah. I love that this movie has the confidence to just be like, there is a bad problem. Someone is in trouble. The only villain, the only enemy we are trying to defeat is just like the odds. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's like, na- it's like nature. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just like, it's just like, there's not a secret thing where like secretly Donald Glover is like, actually it's 20% less safe than like, you know, than, than I, uh, initially, us uh, like, then I told them it was going to be, but it, uh, on the off chance that it does work, then I get a cool space thing named after me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody's like, going to get anything from this other than fucking get Matt Damon. Like, right. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a thing where it's just like, if somebody like, if somebody like puts out like, each plot beat of this movie on paper you can come up with a hundred different ways to like okay well like let's like without changing any of like the plot points that happen like let's sneak some ulterior motives in here like let's sneak some cynicism in like like maybe jessica chastain like knows yeah. the mission is way worse than like you know than it sh- uh, is way more dangerous than like she's letting on but like she feels so much she feels so guilty about leaving him there and it's like that is part of her motivation is like feeling guilty but there's no deception, you know, there's no, there's no cynicism yeah. in it, yeah. which is. There's, they, they clear up the, he clears it up right at the beginning. He's like, yeah, the crew left me because yeah, they yeah, had yeah. to. I don't like know my suit kids. was busted. Like, like, yeah. like a, a worse movie would have the scenery. He's like, you left me, you know, but right. like, you don't fucking need that. It would be so, so extraneous to what's going on. I don't know if, I don't know if this is in the book. I've not read it all. Or if it's just, you know, it's some some writing and directorial might. But, like, it, it is a, a well-remarked pun thing in movies where, because humans, we are such dumb animals, and if we see something happen on screen, we just kind of naturally empathize right. with what the people are doing on screen. Uh, that, like, if you, it's one of the great things about sports movies, which is, like, if you can have a victory end with a bunch <laughs> of people clapping for the victory, like, it, it makes you in the theater be like, yeah, like you go, they're clapping. So now I want to clap. Like, it, you know, it just hacks your brain. And this movie does that on the scale of like, we beat the thing in the movie and now every single person on earth is <laughs> clapping all at once. Like every single person that exists is like, yeah, we did it. We did it. Yeah. Like, you know, this rules. And and you feel it. It is. It's so infectious. It's like, yeah, we did do it. Fuck yeah, humanity. Right. We can do anything. Try fucking with us, aliens. Right. You're not gonna and win. This like, thing you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if this is like actually like smart writing or um or just me grasping at straws or just a universal truth of just like 
you know, of just like, kind of like what you're talking about, just us like as the audience projecting ourselves into everything. But it is that thing where it's like so much of the initial um, like impetus for NASA to do something. And so much of like the, the, what do you call it? Like so much of the motivation for them to continue to do, to work on it and to succeed is the public opinion. And like, like you're talking about, like you do get those moments where everyone on earth is watching. And so like you are sitting there on your couch watching and it feels like you were part of it. Like, it feels like you did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of that yeah. thing. Like, like, it's like so much time, yeah. like, hammering home. Like, if we do this, the public's perception is going to be this. And if we do this, then the public's going to think this. And we have to do X, Y, and Z because, like, we have to appease the public. And, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, if they see us doing this, they're going to think this. Like, so much of the, like, the, like, simmering tension under under the film it's just like well what are the people who are watching this gonna think and so it's just like when you as the audience are sitting there on the couch as one of the many many people watching it like you do kind of feel like if i wasn't watching this movie like they wouldn't have done it you know and i mean like, they wouldn't have said that yeah, yeah 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 this doesn't <laughs> exactly, happen except exactly. for me Matt, you know? it is just so like like it does just like suck you in in that weird way that's just like I don't know, like, it's it, it's very fun, and it is just, like, it's such a blast to watch, and um, I am really interested to see how it stands up on rewatches. Carson, maybe you can talk about that, because you've now seen I mean, it at least more than once. I was into it. I've seen it, well, this was just my second time. The time previous was, I mean, it was gotcha. a while. It was when it came out in 2015, so it's been six years but no i was like yeah this rules <laughs> this is good like every time every time he like got new contact from a person and like started to tear up i was like oh like it, you know and then the yeah. end is just gangbusters it's great it's it's yeah it's it's so and it made me want to stand up on my couch and just kind of yeah. like yeah and it's it, it's so, yeah. a really interesting movie because like in a world where we've all seen Apollo thirteen, actually, Carson, have you seen Apollo thirteen? <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> I have seen Apollo thirteen. How have you not? Also, seen Apollo oh, very movie. Yes. Anyway, um, it's just one of those things where it's like we all know that story, and like also too, if you've seen like mm-hmm. First Man, it's like there are all of these like. Oh, First Man's pretty good. First, First Man, Man is an incredibly made film. I um, I have some. Not even issues, just reasons why I don't really give a shit about that about it. But like, there's there's other, like that's a podcast for another day. But like, yeah. um, it uh, but it's just like you know, like in both of the like Apollo thirteen is like literally centered around like a true story of shit that went wrong in space, and like there's a lot in First Man that's just mm-hmm. like these are kind of like the the obstacles that like they face that like you don't hear about and like that are you know allegedly true and it's like here's a time when neil armstrong was in space and like things looked pretty dire but like he got himself out of it you know what i mean because he's just so fucking smart you know like he's fucking yeah. neil armstrong because he's ryan gosling and he Frank jazz gosling? danced out of it ryan gosling okay ryan gosling no ryan yes gosling it, just, it sounded like said frank that, yeah. gosling on my end <laughs> anyway He's really Frank shitty Gosling. uncle. Uh, but uh, but it's just like, it's that thing where it's just like, you know, um, a lot of this movie, and we are kind of talking about this a little bit before we started, of just like, 
a lot of this movie feels like in those realms of like, here are things that actually went wrong. And here are like times when like actual space explorers and the actual astronauts and like all of this shit went bad and it was completely unprecedented. And we just kind of had to figure it the fuck out and like, look like, cause yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Exactly. Either we do it or the communists other win. than, other than challenger, which is like obviously a huge fucking tragedy, but like, other than Challenger, I don't think yeah. NASA's ever lost somebody on a on a crew flight, right? I was thinking about that. You know, I was I I no, because I was thinking about that watching this. It, the the thought did pop in my head, and it was me not knowing history well enough. But I was like, wait, has anybody ever died in space? It's like, wait, right? Has anybody ever died in space? I don't think so. I feel like if they had, right. I'd know. I guess about I it. guess there were. Um, Challenger, Challenger didn't make it to space. Right, right, right. Um, I, I guess I could be a good producer and yeah. Google this. No, yeah. Oh, I guess, okay, there were two. There were two. There was Challenger <laughs> and Columbia, correct. which is um, which is correct. Um, so there, I guess there have been a few. But, like, mm-hmm. it is one of those things where it's like, you know, I mean, the whole idea of space in general is just the idea that, like, yeah, that just, like, anything space can go wrong. And, but, like, this movie space is so steeped in, like, in like at least pseudo realistic enough like really playing on what we kind of know from like apollo 13 and what we know from like popular like science fiction and stuff that it's like we were talking about this before we started where i was kind of like i don't really want to know how realistic this movie is you know like a lot of times the morbid curiosity in me yeah. um like comes in and i'm just like well would that have like really happened you know like you kind of want to like mythbusters it or cinema sins it a little bit or like whatever yeah could he really grow right, potatoes like, in his own so shit? So much of like, this movie is just like, like it sells it really well, and it's and it, it never does anything too ridiculously like insane. And like, I think yeah, a yeah, good yeah. thing that the movie does is there's two there's two things that the movie really does is every time they do something ridiculous, like all of the brains in the movie tell you like how stupid of an idea it is and like how it's like and everyone's like there's no way yeah, that's yeah, gonna yeah, fucking yeah. work it's like i know i know i know but like but hear me out but what if it did yeah exactly and it's like every time somebody yeah. exactly every time somebody proposes anything yeah. somebody else is like that is the dumbest idea i've ever heard and it's ever gonna work um yeah Benedict Wong's like, we cannot do this in right. 30 days. So like, it will that not happen. Good, like, um, from, that sen- from that standpoint, but also, like, again, the movie is so high on, like, the triumph of the human spirit <laughs> that, like, that it really is just this yeah. thing of, like, the movie doesn't have to sell you, like, how fucking rad it would be to go into space, baby. Like, it, it doesn't have to sell you on, like, you know, Matt Damon literally has the whole fucking, like, spiel about it of just like of just like they're trying to convince me to do this because they think i'm gonna think it sounds cool and like they're gonna think that i'm gonna want to do it because i'll be the coolest badass ever and it's a horrible fucking idea and i don't want to do it and like here's all the reasons why just doing something because it sounds cool is like is dumb Mm -hmm. but it's my only way out of here and also it does sound kind of cool but it's just that thing of like of this like you know cool. yeah, okay. a shittier version of this movie no pun intended because of the shit potatoes um a, sh- <laughs> a shittier version of this movie you know has you know all of these scenes where it's like 
you know, Matt Damon gets out of it because he's the coolest fucking astronaut in the world. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah. it's just all about how like badass yeah. and cool like his space adventures are. But this movie really does like, it's like, it's like, no, 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 no. We're not glamorizing getting lost on Mars. And we're not glamorizing like going the fastest anybody's ever gone. We are glamorizing thinking about like, just like, just like fucking trying hard and like getting it done and like yeah. really yeah. like, you know, yeah, really just like counting on people around you and like counting on yourself and just really doing the thing. And, and the, the, the concept exactly, of science exactly. as a discipline, like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I, the only like the biggest tongue-in-cheek insult I could give this movie is that it does seem like what if the like I fucking love science <laughs> Facebook page produced. Oh, a I movie. wanted you to spit that out. So Caroline took a sip right as Carson said that. It got oh the thing is the thing is is that was the did. very 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 last sip of this drink. So uh, I was I was able to like kind something. of like lean back and. Just, funnel a lot of that air through my nose if that had been a full-fledged gulp my laptop and a uh, second monitor and microphone would be splattered in in chill Just cherry limeade butter. Bud Light Seltzer Ooh, chill yes. cherry limeade oh wow oh man yeah so I'm I love this movie you like this movie it's a it's a it's not a good movie it's just like that I I feel like a lot of people have not seen this thing and anytime somebody bring it up, like no matter who it is, I will be like, no, watch it. Like, like it is such right, a crowd pleaser. Right. Like it is so. I can't. The idea of somebody watching this movie and not liking it is so yeah. Yeah, weird to me. Like we talk Gladiator. Like I can imagine somebody watching Gladiator and just being like, eh, I don't know, kind of fantastic. That was me. Sword I, I, I watched head. Gladiator. Like, it was somebody, like I, I histor- yeah, I, I'm oh, not yeah. a huge historical drama person, so I watched it. It was like this is a great movie. Sure. Yeah. I don't love it, but it's yeah. good. Yeah. But yeah, it's not like your thing. Yeah. But like, I saw this movie for the first time with my mom, and my mom was like, right, was really good. Like that, that ruled, you know? Like, I can't imagine somebody watching this and not be, because it would, the thing that we've talked about is that it's about the, the indomitable character of the human spirit, and it is so relatable in that way. Right. I, I just cannot imagine. No, definitely. And it is one of those things where it's like, if you watch this movie and like you walk away from it being like, okay, like it's corny, it's populist, it's like very silly, but I had a good ass time. I'd be like, totally super fucking valid. Mm-hmm. Like that's legit. I get it. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you yeah. walk away from this movie and go, it's corny, it's populist, it's just like, you know, it's, it's just a crowd pleaser. And therefore it is bad and I dislike it. I don't trust you. I do not trust you as a human being. Yeah. You're a, a lizard person, actually. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just such a delightful, a, a delightful little romp. And um, yeah, I mean. Can I throw I, one more thing out that we haven't talked about please, yet? Please. Because uh, I have Letterbox pulled up right now. Please, because, As yeah. I was saying off mic. Uh, this, uh, so my dirty little secret for the Ridley Scott double feature is this is probably been my least anticipated yeah. uh two films of the season just because i i did not think i would like them very much yeah uh, uh, and, I, and i watched the martian first and uh i now too oh also have a ridley scott oh, in yeah. my top 10 on letterboxd uh, 
ladies and gentlemen. Hey, we wait, so we all three have a have a Scott. Uh, it, it, is num- it is number oh. 10, but it is uh, it is right there. And it, it definitely could climb on rewatch. This movie, I loved this movie so goddamn much. That's so lovely. And I think, I think, I think. Hell yeah. Oh boy, howdy. Uh, I don't know. Like Myers-Briggs, eat your heart out. Horoscopes, go die. I think, I don't think there is a better encapsulation of how the three of us are all friends. (laughs) Who the three of us are. But also how the three of us are so different than Corey having the Martian, Carson having Blade Runner, and me having Alien. (laughs) Really Scott Phil Leonard's yeah. Oh. Uh, but um, what I was gonna say is, uh, I think a part of the a, a part of this movie that I like so much is the soundtrack, is the score. Yeah, some, it's of, great. some of the best needle oh, drops yeah, I've is. ever I've ever seen. Him driving Ugh. across Mars to Waterloo was mm. just yeah. I like yelped a little bit. I loved it so much. So okay, I I agree. I love that for two huge reasons. Because one, I love ABBA, and two. Yeah. Making it all the way into the Aries Four landing site is Matt Damon's Waterloo, <laughs> which also, also, I have to say, I feel very Correct. similarly about um, about the needle drop of Starman because one, yeah, oh, the Starman, one, is I love so David Bowie, good. and two, after he launches yeah. off of the surface of Mars. He's, he he's, becomes a star man <laughs> because uh, he's in the stars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a man of the wow. stars. By the way, Corey, have you ever seen Alien? Uh, no. <gasps> Ooh, we can yeah. do something fun with that at some point, oh, probably. Yeah. I, I, now that we're out of out of Halloween, and I, I'm going to try to do some really. I'm going to try to like pack some really great holiday movies that I haven't seen into into this. Oh, time, Alien but... is the is my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> it is the best Christmas movie. Okay, okay. <laughs> I well, it is a good like in terms of I'm at my mom's house. It is the kind of movie. Oh, maybe I'm gonna have to do this now. It's like I'm at my mom's house for the long weekend, and she goes to bed. Early <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm gonna watch Alien. Like, like, like this is what I'm gonna watch on yeah. TV downstairs with the dog. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I do want to say before we go, I do want to say one more thing. I want to get y'all's opinion on this because yeah. it's like a thing when the movie came out. That the Golden Globes, which are a a a shit terrible organization and a bad award yeah. show. At best, they predict what the Oscars might do. At worst, they give bad awards. <laughs> they, they. Eat like, the I have, I have a is, lot of problems with the do. Oscars. And... I don't think I would say I can think of pro- like every time the Globes deviate from the Oscars, it is almost always for the worse. Anyway, anyway, it's bizarre. So here's how that. Do you know the way they deviated they on the market? In the Did they make it a comedy category? Right. Which is also musical slash comedy, just, yeah. Ugh. They put it in the musical, which oh an insane right, right, category right. generally. Yes. Musical or right. comedy, they're, they're the same thing, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. So here's my question for the two of you: Is The Martian a comedy? I would say no. I would argue that it's not a I comedy. Would say I would say it's an. Extra- we talked about this in the in the in the in the front half a little bit of like. Because I was like, I was like, yeah. it's weirdly funny, right? And you're like, yeah, this is gonna be something we talk about. Um, yes, 
there are a lot funny. of great jokes in it. There are a lot of great moments in it. Um, but no, I would I would classify it as as a I would probably classify it as a as a drama. Um, yeah. it's like a crowd pleasing drama. It's a fun drama. It's got a lot of a lot of like good jokes in it. But like, I would say all of my favorite dramas are also uproarious. Like, hey, I I don't know if I've said this in the podcast before, but I've definitely said it to the two of you. We're like. Uh, I don't think it should be a hot take, but you know, There We Blood, one of my favorite movies, <laughs> fucking so funny. Oh my god! Like, legitimately though, I sometimes tell people that, and they're like, "What are you talking?" About? No, like, I get that. Go watch There. I blood. get that. It's I laugh. So I laugh at extremely uncomfortable <laughs> audacity all the time because, like, because I know it's fiction, so it's yeah. just like that idea of just like somebody, mm-hmm. the idea of somebody being so like extremely tone deaf just doing whatever they want like around other yeah. people like does make me laugh both because i think it is like it is funny that a writer would write that would think of that and write that down and also because just like nervous laughter and like i get weird looks especially for my partner a lot we'll be watching horror movies and something pretty fucked up will happen and i will just laugh and she'll like look at me and I'm like no 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 like i don't think it's good that that happened <laughs> like yeah, it's not like I don't. Like, I just thought it was really clever that the writer would make the like, villain do that. Like, yes. I just thought that was yeah. a very interesting yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, like I watched. Like I'm the thing I'm laughing at is not what happened. The thing I'm laughing at is <laughs> right. my brain understanding right. the reason that it happened. Like, yeah, and going, oh, fun. Yeah, anyway, like, Corey, all, I watched all 26 horror movies that I saw. Just really so, quickly yeah. on this point. I watched all 26 horror movies I watched in October by myself uh, because my wife hates scary movies. And I had the, I laughed at so many things and I had the, you know, Caroline and your partner moment by myself where I went, am I fucked up for laughing at that? What? (laughs) A very interesting moral quandary. Anyway, what were you going to say? Oh, um, when I said that The Martian wasn't a comedy, you gave what seemed to be a look that was perhaps a bit askance. My gut instinct was yes and i understand why it was classified that way but hearing you both talk about it i think that you changed my mind like gun to my head gut reaction was yes but ultimately like i think it walks that line really really well but at the end of the day if the stakes of the movie are this man will die on mars by himself or he won't right yes there's just there's just uh i have a hard time buying that as a comedy no definitely and it's that thing too of like i mean ultimately it doesn't really matter like i guess it's kind of the thing but it's just if is the martian a comedy or not is one of those opinions that i think like i will agree with whoever is less vehemently like yelling about it yes like if somebody was like if like i was in a room with two people and i was like hey is the martian a comedy and somebody was like eh no and somebody was like yes here's all the reasons it's a fucking comedy i'd be like nah dude like it's not a comedy like it's not but if i was like is the martian a comedy and somebody was like 
no, it's not a comedy. It's not fucking funny. None of the jokes are good. It's terrible. And somebody was like, I don't know. Like, it was kind of funny. I think maybe it could be a comedy. I'm like, yeah, I think maybe. You know what I mean? It's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's one of those yeah, answers that like kind of is meaningless and kind of like is nonsense. But yeah. like, if I had to, if I had to yeah. like, put well, my chips down, I would probably say like, no, I don't really think it's a comedy. But like, also. Right, because one of the funniest movies we watched this season. Yeah, I, I agree. Don't know that I, I would agree. say it's like a comedy. And I, I would, yeah, I put it up. And yes, it's kind that of that thing nowadays where it's like, you know, back in my day, uh, back in back in my day, uh, a tragedy was. Well, no, Halcyon back in my day, uh, the halcyon days of like a long ass time ago, a tragedy was when everybody died and a comedy was when they got yeah. married at the end. You know what I mean? Yes. And like nowadays it's just yeah. like, yeah. is it a comedy? Yeah, it was pretty funny. So like, it's funny. So it's a comedy, right? And it's just kind of like, like a comedy nowadays, yeah. like literally pretty much just is, is synonymous with like makes you laugh. But, like, I don't think the point of the movie is to make you laugh. I just think that the movie has a lot of really good humor in it. Yeah. You know, it's got some great black bile. It's it is the, great, well, you know, phlegm. <laughs> God, fuck you. Ugh. Oh, God, I hope everybody listening to this has at least I was going to say, did you know that we went to theaters? Theater education. <laughs> yeah. Can, you, can um, you have a deeper cut? Anyway, sorry. I, I will just... Oh God! Yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. I, just, I just my my last word on that will just be that like I have also the opposite thing is like if somebody was like, here's my graduate thesis on whether or not The Martian is a comedy, and like I did a long analysis of what comedy even means as a generic form in the modern world, I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I want to read that, you know, because like that is the thing. I mean, it is it is very much a Marvel thing, but it is not not just limited to marvel where it's like every action right is right right now. like every single one like there used I've, to be a day like like shane black would write and direct movies that were like very defined like what is it it's an action comedy those are the two genres that it is mixing whereas now it's like shane black directs iron man 3 and it's like oh yeah it's right, like a right. blockbuster it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, they're all kind of very funny. Like, that's what they're doing. Like, Red Notice is just Ryan Gosling and Still not Ryan Gosling making jokes at each other, or whatever. And then Gal Gadot does a kick. It's, it's Ryan, yeah, Ryan Gosling is just, you know, how Ryan Gosling is just Deadpool. Net- <laughs> oh, Frank Gosling. It's <laughs> Frank Frank Reynolds. Oh, hey, Frank, Frank Reynolds. Wow. In Philadelphia. Holy wow. shit. We, we, Danny we did the whole Deadpool. circle. It's Danny DeVito now. But Danny DeVito should be Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool three should be Danny DeVito as Deadpool. Wait, can wait can can Deadpool three be Danny DeVito as Gwenpool? <laughs> sure, sure. Oh. They're gonna try and get like there's a Sony executive who's been sending a shit ton of emails to Emma Stone's agent, right? Between to get her to do Gwenpool, right? Between like between Spider Verse, between like, Spider Verse, and now uh, yeah, fucking uh, no way, no way home. Like bridging over to the Sony stuff and yeah. uh, Deadpool going to the um, you know, going from Fox now to uh, Disney. There is. You are 100% right. Somebody's like, let's get Gwenpool in there. Like, And it's going to be Emma Stone. Like, if we can get Emma Stone, she's funny. She can do it. Like, if we can get her to do it, everybody will be into it. Like, 
Like that would have already been a movie. Yeah. That oh yeah. yeah. Down with it, right. Like for sure. Uh, oh man. So the Martian. Uh, so uh, yeah, Martian. Good. Um, thank you for <laughs> the end of that weird long rant. Thank you for listening to yeah. our series on Ridley Scott. Uh, Caroline, do you have any other um, last thoughts? I don't know if we have any Scott planned for next season, but like, I am so enjoying talking about Ridley Scott. So I'm going to probably strong arm us into watching some more Scott. We should do like, we should do like, we should do like, you watch Kingdom of Heaven and I watch the director's no, of Kingdom of Heaven. Because you get the good one. <laughs> and then me. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. That's why I have said Have you seen Black way. Hawk Down? That's the thing Black I've Hawk heard. Down? I still haven't seen it yet. Okay. A long fucking time okay. ago. A long, long, long time ago. I remember, honestly, it would probably be worth it. I don't know if it quite qualifies for the show, but it would definitely be re- worth a rewatch because it was definitely one of those movies that I saw right. when I was like too young to right. really we, we process what that movie was about. How have you um, not seen Statute of Limitations? Yes, yes. That is, that's probably right. We, we have to have it ratified by point. the Roman Senate. <laughs> Three fourths of the of the watching of the how you've not seen the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but dressed as like a like a costume like party store version of the Joker, like like you know, like he had to throw the costume together in just a couple of couple of days. Anyway, all right. Uh, all right. Well, that was that was the Martian. That was really Scott Corey. Would you like to tell fine people? I would. Out I there do have one last spot for our listeners, and that is that is that. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to institute a second rule to our How Have You Not Seen Drinking Game. And if you hear us say, it's the Marvel thing we talk about every episode, or it's a Marvel (laughs) thing. uh, Yeah, that, yep, yeah. Oh, hey, and uh, tell them about the Patreon, because I already said it before, but I watched Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals. And we're going to do, December is going to be about No Way Home. So it's yeah. gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to catch up. That's I'm gonna have to see Shang Chi. I looked the other day, and it's now on Disney Plus. Shang Chi is good. I've been saying hey, that since I think Corey, I think you agree with me, right? You're you're fucking right. Shang Chi is good. Like I, I'll I, be I the judge of that. that. I watched it. I watched it in <laughs> no, the morning. No, uh, you will. I watched it in the morning, and I was like. Damn, why was this the one I didn't That's watch? That's why every like, time it's come it up on, on air that you both have said, I haven't seen Shang-Chi yet. I've gone, what? How? Why? Yeah, it's it's good. It, it is like all the way. I, I, I can only handle nine box. rings, you guys. I can been... handle ten rings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note, if you like ten what you hear, rings. please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts, leaving a review really helps out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Facebook at HHYNS Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at HHYNS Pod. A special thank you to our patrons, Stephen Woosley, Caitlin Matthews, and Nihar Fodke. If you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash HHYNS Pod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks ranging from $1 to $25 a month. As I said, if you're interested in hearing more, please visit patreon.com slash hhynspod. So, so Caroline, uh, what's, what's next week? Well, next week we are pivoting to the holidays because yeah. even though we, ju- we just had Thanksgiving, we're about to have, we just had Thanksgiving. Just had Thanksgiving. Yeah. We just had Thanksgiving. Um, and next week begins December. So Carson, you're picking the first movie of Lay holiday. We're, we're switching up. And you know what the first movie for the holidays we're going to do is, Caroline? 
what? Uh, the holiday. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had no idea. I am so fucking excited. This is maybe I'm like really most excited I've been all season Look, is the hey, holiday. The holiday is uh, one, good. Two, uh, a little fucking weird. Like it's a little wet and wild when you look at it like <laughs> dead on. It's like a magic eye poster. You look at it from far away and you're like, that's a rom-com. And then you look at it a little bit closer and you're like- And it's a scary spider. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do the holidays. We're gonna be rounding this this season of How Have You Not Seen Out with a couple of couple of fun holiday films. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, so we will see you guys next week when we talk about the holiday. See you next time.